Good evening, and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 10-12-2015. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. So, you just came back from a trip? I got back uh, yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was down at uh, VaporCon, VaporCon East. For, nice. Uh, I got down uh, Friday evening and uh, was there for the Saturday event right did did you have a good time yeah it's good to hang out with uh you know other casa people get to get to see elaine and uh brian carter Mm -hmm. and uh ron ward was down there as well nice Um, and uh vaporcon is the it was actually it seems I, i think there was a lot less people this year um, which was actually kind of a good thing. It's you know it's an, it's an old school, you know it's one of the first vapor events, and uh, it's in a smaller space. So having less people around actually, I think, makes things a lot more accessible, and you know it's just easier to uh, mingle and chat with people, which yeah. un- unfortunately I I don't do very well, but. <laughs> Um, other people uh, have have a much better time at these well, things than I do, so um, so that's good. That's good. Um, so, has anything interesting happened this week? Well, um, it was the article that you shared. I should actually start this off by um, issuing a correction. I think possibly for the past few um, uh, podcasts and. Uh, that is, I, I typically start off by saying, uh, well, there's not much going on. Uh, the correction is that's wrong. There's always tons of stuff going wrong, going on. And, uh, it may not be at the legislative level, but there are just so many other things to consider that I, I can't honestly say that, well, there's not a lot going on. So, um, <laughs> just want to officially issue that correction. Um, okay. but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just took, I guess, a couple of things to discuss. Um, you had, had shared with me the article about uh, Durham, North Carolina, yeah. um, implementing. I was a bit confused by the article, and I honestly have not researched the, the ordinance that's passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it sounds like the city of Durham has included vaping in their smoking ban, um, which the state of North Carolina has a statewide uh, indoor smoke-free air law, um, and the, the, the vaping stuff is sort of catching on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Asheville, North Carolina, earlier this year, included vaping in their smoking ordinance, mm-hmm. uh, and now Durham has done the same. Uh, and there was a difference between the, the, the city of Durham and the county of Durham. Oh, yeah. um, and so uh, it, it sounds like for the county, mm-hmm. this is sort of a uh, an, an optional thing. Right. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up. And I think I, I, I'm not sure if I made this point in the Asheville call to action, but um, uh, in, in the beginning, you know, the first time I went to Asheville was in 98 and uh, the, the city had 
adopted kind of an informal smoking ban in public places. Right. It, it was set up that essentially all a business had to do was post a sign saying smoking is prohibited uh-huh. and the city basically had their back, which, you know, when you think about it, that's a pretty appropriate way to do things. If you mm-hmm. as a business want to prohibit something uh, like smoking in your establishment, then by all means, you should have that right. And there mm-hmm. should be something in place enforcement wise that that supports your decision. Uh-huh. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that eventually changed. And, and, you know, a lot of businesses in Asheville, um, that's what they chose to do. There was a lot of smoke free establishments in the city and it was so much so that that, you know the places that i was going with the people that i I was visiting the city with um were mostly smoke-free places and that that was one of the first times that i realized kind of the hold that cigarettes had on me Uh um in that you know I, i i was able to smoke throughout the day but i wasn't able to smoke a whole lot so uh-huh. by the end of the first day, I started to feel kind of depressed. Yeah. And, I, and I, I really couldn't figure it out until I realized, oh, it's because I haven't had a lot of cigarettes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Total side note there. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this that, that kind of sounds like what the county of Durham has in place, which is if you're a business and you want to prohibit vaping, you basically just put up a sign and the county's got your back. Um, The city, on the other hand, has included vaping in their uh, existing smoke-free air laws, uh, which I I think if the article actually stated that uh, that means no vaping within 100 feet of a bus stop. Mm -hmm. Public park. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's that's pretty extreme. and uh, yeah, there was some other commentary in there about you know uh, maybe it was the North Carolina indoor clean air law. I, I kind of clicked some of the links or did a little bit of research and saw that um, you know somewhere it was that you know you had to be ten feet away from an entrance, but um, you know what good yeah. does that do? <laughs> like. I, I understand it with, with smoking cigarettes, it, you know, the smell carries and it'll go right in the door. And, you know, I've, I've been in plenty of places, you know, San Francisco is a pretty good example. You know, you, it's smoke free everywhere. But, um, you know, when you're in the mission, it, it's it's pretty tight down there. So, uh-huh. you know, somebody standing on the curb outside the bar or restaurant, you know, you open the door and it comes right in. Mm-hmm. So, and there's lots of other interesting smells in the mission. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's all pretty, the, the whole distance thing, especially with vaping is, is absolutely absurd. Um, but the overall point was, uh, in terms of North Carolina, if anybody is in North Carolina listening to this, um, I'm speculating here, but if my memory serves me correctly, the indoor smoke-free air law in North Carolina started very much like this, where businesses had that option to Mm -hmm. prohibit use in their establishments, and it kind of grew out of that 
into just being an outright prohibition of smoking in public places. Right. Um, and so, you know, this is uh, obviously a, a concern going forward. And, you know, this is North Carolina. North Carolina is a, a very uh, tobacco-friendly state <laughs> for yeah. obvious reasons. Indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's just, this is, this is something at the municipal level that advocates in North Carolina should be very conscious of. I would say any of the, you know, the tobacco states, um, this is how it starts. This is how the, uh, this is how the law was amended in New Jersey. It started in Paramus, right. uh, which is just, it's, that's a city in Bergen County. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it started there and it made its way to the state legislature and became, uh, you know, the amendment happened in 2000, happened in 2009, went into effect in 2010, and New Jersey was the first state to prohibit vaping indoors everywhere. Um, So, uh, yeah, a lot of these things start small. They always do. And it, it seems like they're, they're hitching them to the smoke-free laws that they have, the Clean Indoor Air Acts, or outdoor, as it is in this municipality. Yeah, and it's yeah, like like anything that we're discussing, the uh, um, <clears throat> they see the most efficient way to go about this is just to redefine tobacco to include all things nicotine. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. Um, so um, that was that. Um, the second thing to talk about, uh, we I haven't. It's unfortunate that we'll probably have to go back and get the link set up for this. Um, I need to get some more information. But uh, back in the summer, I think we had sent out, I actually don't know if we got around to sending it out. We were kind of toying around with this. Um, California has ballot initiatives. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that's, I guess where, is that where proposition 65 came from a ballot initiative? Probably. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is kind of a way for citizens or I guess anyone really to, you know, really circumventing the legislative process, but, uh, you know, in the event that certain things don't get don't make their way through the legislature, citizens can bring them up. And uh, there's a whole process to getting this on the ballot. And so all of those initiatives were released uh, last week, I believe. And uh, we're on there. Vaping is on there. Uh, So (laughs) it's, it's the second one down. And it is actually called, uh, uh, now I got to open stuff up. Okay, um, it's not a big deal. No, but, you know far uh, more about this than I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Some. Did I keep it in this folder? It's just kind of interesting how much stuff gets passed kind of without anybody noticing. Yeah, well, this is even more. This is a this is 
uh, more deceptive, if you can ah. say that. Um, so it's kind of insidious in a way. Well, the, so, okay, so here's, this is one of the points that I, I, I think that people should be making about this. First of all, you can go and comment on these initiatives. The Attorney General has posted these up, uh, and at some point, probably this week, uh, we will provide a link, uh, and it, it's, uh, actually, if you want to look at it, uh, you know, you can Google um, California initiatives, ballot initiatives. Uh, I'll share the link with you, Jan, if you want to share this okay. in, in sure. the, the chat. All right. um, but uh, so the title of this initiative is somewhat deceptively the California Healthcare Research and Prevention Tobacco Tax Act of 2016. Uh, and the reason this is so concerning is that we have a lot of vapors out there who really don't have any problem with what's going to happen to cigarettes and other tobacco products. Right. Uh, but that kind of large group of people don't realize the trend of including electronic cigarettes in tobacco laws. So if you do the math, eventually all of those horrible tobacco laws will apply to vaping. Yes. Um, and so that's where this becomes deceptive because it doesn't separate electronic cigarettes from tobacco. So the concern is that when this makes it to being a petition and you have to get a certain number of signatures in order to get it on the ballot, mm -hmm. that people who vape will look at it and say, sure, I have no problem raising taxes on tobacco. Here's my signature. In reality, what this proposal seeks to do is define tobacco to include anything that contains nicotine, except, of course, for gums and patches that have been approved by the FDA to fail, and, <laughs> uh, and impose a tax on them. And it's not just on the liquid, but on the devices and accessories. Um, so, that, yeah, there's a lot of problems with this, but um, I, I would recommend anybody who wants to get an early start on this, and this actually, uh, someone else had suggested this, um, right. credit where credit's due, she knows who she is, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, one of the points to make is that the title of this act is deceptive, and it does not specifically include electronic cigarettes in the title. Right. Uh, and so, and, and this is one of the uh, things I, I a little bit of reading in that, um, you know, if, if the initiative itself is not clear, right. uh, then, it, you know, it'll either need to be reworked or could just be completely thrown out. So um, mm -hmm. uh, this is just, but this is just one point that uh, the title of the, the initiative needs to be changed in order to clearly communicate to people what it's proposing to do. Right. Um, so, uh, Anyway, that's more a, a sign of things to come this week, uh -huh. uh, and uh, I'll, I'll hopefully have something. Can can I concrete. just make a, a quick, just quickly say something? Um, mm -hmm. If someone comes to you with a ballot initiative, and and people are always walking around with them down here, um, <coughs> wants you to sign it, 
really don't because a lot of these people are paid per signature and they will say anything to get you to sign them. So be sure you know what you're signing before you put your signature on it. Yeah, and legally, I don't think they, that the, the people handing out or, or collecting the signatures, I, I don't think they actually have to be straightforward with you. They don't uh, have there's, to there's, tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I mean, if anything, um, ask them for a copy of, of the full text of, of, of what they're asking you to sign. I, I'm, maybe, that maybe at the very least they're required to carry that around. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, or just tell them that you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as far as I can tell, what we're looking at right now, there's a, a, a 30-day comment period. It's open until uh, the beginning or middle of November. Um, and so that's, I actually do really need to get something out this week. Um, but, uh, this is a comment period. So this is not, we're not voting here. You're not signing anything. You're not nothing along those lines, but we are California residents are welcome to post some sort of comment about each one of these initiatives. Uh, and we'll be asking people to comment on this one specifically. Um, and this one will take a little bit of work. Uh, this is not something that we can do through um, the same system that we use for other calls to action. You're not specifically reaching out to your lawmakers. You are commenting directly on an initiative very much like the FDA. So, um, you know, we'll put together some talking points and, and, uh, and give you some stuff, give you some pointers to get you going. Excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's California. Um, the state that never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> they love they love making the law there. Yeah. Um, what was the other? I feel like there was another policy thing, but there was one more thing I, I definitely that came up this weekend, um, and I thought that this this could turn into a project for for somebody. Um, I'm not signing any of us up for it because we've got <laughs> enough stuff to do, but. Um, if, if there are any eager beavers out there that want to do some amateur science, um, <clears throat> uh, we had a, I had a, a vendor come up to our table and uh, kind of, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, so the FDA, what's going on with that? And, you know, <laughs> you start to answer and they sort of fire back. And this guy came back with, well, you know, I just heard it was going to be mainly about like, you know, labeling, like a warning label and then, you know, oh, kitty stuff. Oh, and, you know, it, it, it's, you know, obviously we do what we can to clarify that and, and make mm -hmm. sure that they understand that this is much larger than just some words on a bottle. Right. Um, <clears throat> and of course, even that, you know, has its own set of consequences that could be, uh, you know, <laughs> depending on how these laws are written, that something like that could be disastrous for the state or the entire country. So, right. um, uh, but the, my, my curiosity was, and, and I think Brian had brought this up was, you know, if that's what people believe, mm -hmm. and, and I think he, he, he had kind of experienced this at another convention in Texas was, right. you know, people walking up and saying, Oh, well, I heard this. And, and they're sort of different stories that people have heard 
about <laughs> the FDA deeming regulations. Right. Um, and, you know, I, everybody should be really clear that there have been a few different things that have happened this year. Um, you know, we have the, the, the deeming regulations, uh, which was that last year? Was that last April? I yes. think so. Yeah, so the yeah. deeming regulations were published last year, and they're still going through that process of being finalized, which uh, at some point they were at Health and Human Services. Now they go back to OMB, OIRA, uh, and then that kind of goes back and forth possibly for a little bit. You know, it's, right. it's going to take some time. In the interim, the FDA has been conducting studies, getting listening, getting, you know, soliciting information from experts and the public and whatever. Mm -hmm. And we've had <clears throat> a couple of things come out recently, one of which was about, uh, you know, what would appropriate warning labels be, which we have submitted a comment on. And now there's a, a, the most recent one that came out was drawing that distinction between, uh, you know, a, 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 an over-the-counter tobacco product or nicotine product versus a medical device okay. or, or yeah. product, mm -hmm. um, which everybody is kind of looking at with a very fine tooth comb, uh, you know, because that there are some weird nuances to that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've had a couple of other things come along, but those last two bits, those are not, those, that's not the big one. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, there's, as far as I know, there's no rule that is coming out of that right now. That's sort of down the line. The deeming regulations need to be finalized before any of that would really take effect and mm -hmm. affect our access to vapor products. Exactly. Um, so I guess, I guess what I was getting at was I'm actually really curious about all the different things that people have heard about what the FDA is doing. And I guess you can kind of broaden that to what do they know or what do they think they know about federal legislation, state legislation, and what's going on locally. Uh -huh. um, because, you know, we spend a lot of our time saying, FDA deeming regs, 99.9% .9 of vapor products will be taken off the market within two to four years, right. blah, blah, blah. At some point, I think people just kind of go deaf to that. Probably. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, 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 it's not broken record. It's, it's more. It's, well, it's you know, it's, it's, I think it's kind of like the, the death of a thousand cuts. After you get the first or the second or the third, um, you kind of become numb to it all. You know what I mean? It's it's so slow. The process is so slow, you can almost forget it's happening. Yeah, so it, I guess at, at some point, you know, our message becomes probably a little bit stale. And, um, you know, and we're waiting, of course. Everybody is sort of waiting for something to happen. Uh, and... Uh, in the interim, in the void of anything solid coming out of the federal government, I think people's imaginations tend to run a little bit wild, um, uh -huh. or in this case, tend to run a little tame in thinking <laughs> in thinking that it's not going to be that bad. Um, um, yeah. So you know, it, it's it's very important that I would recommend if anybody finds themselves in a conversation with a vendor or a consumer who 
you know, is under the impression that this isn't going to affect them or isn't going to affect them all that much. Um, I would start by referring them to our comment on the deeming regulations. Um, and uh, it's, it's thick. It's not, you know, it's not recreational reading, no. but that, that in and of itself should, should set off some alarm bells for you that, that this is serious business. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to collect some of these myths <laughs> at all, or oh, you know, maybe if, 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 maybe you could do a, a myths infograph. Possibly. Well, yeah, I guess I, I, I need cool to I need pictures. I need to hear them. I need to hear them and collect them first. So if if anybody listening has heard some myths or wants some things clarified, uh, trust me, I, I have access to some some experts here on on the board and, and on the board of advisors at CASA. Um so if anybody is interested uh you know send me an email a clark at casa.org and uh and I know that Julie is going to transcribe that in the notes and and laugh uh <laughs> an evil laugh when she does it maybe an right. empathetic laugh or a sigh I'm not sure but um you know if, if you hear something you know send it my way and, and I'll see. I'm just, I'm just curious, honestly. And I, and I'm, I, I think that's a pretty good way to engage people is, you know, tell me what you think you know about this and let's see if we can clarify it for you. Yeah. Um, and engaging with people is, is certainly a lot better than just kind of endlessly churning out information <laughs> that's, that's kind of the same over time. There was actually a study done on that. that, that Anybody who's listening to your show is probably familiar with the the drop off of the what was it the FDA campaign that they spent millions of dollars on and you know they yeah. they ran the the first section of it for six months of it and after like three months it just everybody was bored with it and there was really no response and but they still had millions of dollars to spend on it something <laughs> like that so yeah anyway well and that that happens with everything and I think we have information overload which is kind of why i suggested like not so much an infographic but maybe you do such good work when you publicize the calls to action with the photos and just i don't know i think people tend to be more visual than word oriented sometimes it yeah. uh, might be an easier way to engage with people yeah i was daydreaming about an instagram campaign to you know get people informed about all of this. So um, maybe that's something else I'll, I'll, I'll work on. Maybe this incorporates into that. I don't know. FTA regulation myths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be something. Um, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the, what, it'll segue to this. So, it, the, okay. you know, that whole thing, that interaction with that particular vendor and, and others that, that we've encountered okay. really hammers home the point that, that everybody should, should be promoting uh, the call to action to support H.R. 2058. Get your, get your people to, um, to co-sponsor it. And, yeah. and I, I, I want to see... I don't exactly know how or if it's going to work. We're you know we're in the middle of October, so it's time for me to send out another email blast to everybody. But um, 
I would particularly like to see some bipartisan interest in this bill, um, yeah. which I'm not holding my breath or you know, anything <laughs> like that, but uh, I, I, hey, a boy can dream. So, <laughs> um, so I think everybody who lives in a, a, a district represented by somebody who's not Republican um, should really try to convince your, your Democratic your Democrat representative to uh, take a closer look at this issue and get on board with us on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. It is important. And um, it, it, on this one issue, it would really be nice to see some bipartisanship. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. Someone can dream. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And, I guess that's it for this week. So thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. Um, and thank you to everybody who listens. Um, we are Kassam Media on Instagram, Twitter, Google Plus, on Facebook. We are the We Are Kassam member group where people can chat and the official Kassam Facebook page where people can catch links to our calls to action. If you're not already a member, please consider signing up and becoming a member of CASA so that we can inform you when things like this are about to happen so that you can be your own superhero and help save vaping. Um, thank nice. you, Alex. <laughs> Good night. And thank you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>